Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Podcast. Good evening. Welcome to the Daily Roto Podcast. Tony Cicada from DailyRoto.com. We got a little light hindrance there, and you got a lot of extra turtle music for people to get fired up about. But tonight we got a great show. We're going to talk some daily fantasy golf with Logan Hitchcock. And I got alongside me Ricky Sanders. We're going to talk a little baseball in the second half of this podcast to get you covered. Ricky, how you doing, my man? We're doing well. We uh, It's been a fierce night. Uh, I've been talking to others in the industry, and we disagreed on the pitchers we like tonight, which has led to some serious bets. And uh, Colin McHugh did not come through for me, so I'm hoping bets <laughs> come through to, to save me from some Twitter embarrassment, but, it, but it's been a fun night. Well, I'll tell you the truth. I got my pitchers uh, doing very well tonight, and uh, my hitters not so much. As I, I, I just trotted Chris Sale and Archer out, and I was surprised at how well I could still hit, fill out my hitters with the two uh, big guys there. And you know what? I got some big hitters that didn't hit big tonight, so I'm going to have to pull it out late. And then, of course, I played the late slate tonight. My late slate pitches will be Ian Kennedy and C.J. Wilson against the Rockies team that doesn't hit lefties well. Be interested to see if Wilson can survive there. So daily fantasy golf is one of the things that has absolutely come to life with the advent and the explosion of daily fantasy sports. And, of course, we don't have all the sites having daily fantasy golf but one of the most unique sites out there is Victive.com. Now, we've had Earl Mitchell from Victive.com on the podcast in the past. They have unique scoring in every method, and nothing gets more unique uh, than in their golf scoring. And we welcome Logan Hitchcock onto the show with us. Logan, how are we doing? Logan. Do we have Logan? All right, we're going to get Logan to call back in. And uh, Logan will uh, give us a call right back in, and we'll see if we can get Logan uh, up there. You know, Ricky, it's interesting. Victive has done a lot of different traditional scoring scoring methods, and in this one, they allow you to put seven golfers in, yet they only take your top five. How do you feel uh, that scoring uh, can work, and just if you're not even in golf, just in the general principles of dropping the two lowest scores? Well, I know this is going to shock you, but I actually played golf on Victive last week. i uh, not much of a golf guy, but I filled out a lineup on DraftKings, and I filled out a similar lineup there. And, you know, from talking to other people, it seems like you at least want to go with one big punt on that site. So you can get, you know, five of the real guys that you want in your lineup. You can go a little bit more star-heavy and just rely on – you know, a guy at a basement price is not going to make the cut, and you can drop him. And then you have a little bit, you know, room for error with one more guy, and you go top heavy. So you definitely want to go with one punt in that format, and that's what I did last week. I just didn't happen to pick the right, you know, top guys. But if I had, I think that strategy would have worked out. 
And we're going to go back to Logan Hitchcock. You can now read his article over at DailyRoto.com and explains you his methodology over at Victim.com. Logan, how are we doing? Hey, I'm doing well, Tony. Uh, glad to be on. Uh, you know, it's interesting. We talked about uh, the daily explosion in fantasy golf, and, and it was capped off by DraftKings having a million-dollar uh, tournament earlier this year. There will be another million-dollar tournament. Invictive.com has changed the scoring and given people an alternative method uh, to playing in daily fantasy sports. And in their latest one, golf, where they actually drop uh, two of the scores. Can you tell us about your article at TillyRoto.com and how it's an ongoing article and what you're looking at? Yeah, sure thing. Uh, so this last week I decided I'd, I'd give some um, time to the PGA over Evictive. I know they, they're a newer site. They're doing a lot of different things. Uh, I know they've done some different things with the lineup constructions in both uh, MLB, uh, where there's a pinch hitter, and NBA, there's a sub. Um, and so for their PGA, uh, their lineup construction, you actually pick seven golfers, um, you know, just seven golfers from the pool that you would like at DraftKings, but they only count five of the seven. Um, so after starting a forum post and talking to some guys, um, I decided I'd try a bunch of different strategies to see, you know, kind of what might be best um, in terms of lineup construction because of the uniqueness of their of the site and how they only count five of seven. Um, of your golfers. So uh, I talked to Mike. We decided we'd try something where, you know, we'd punt uh, one position and do a lineup with that. We'd punt two positions, throw a lineup like that in, and then uh, don't waste any lineup spots on punts um, and kind of track the progress and see, you know, maybe if we can pinpoint throughout the season which, uh, you know, strategy, which of those three might be better suited um, for, you know, higher scoring or if one is more, you know, uh, variant or anything like that that we can kind of see. Um, so last week was the first week doing so. Um, I'll tell you, initial results were the, the team with one punt uh, kind of blew the other ones out of the water, uh, but it was an odd week because a lot of really good players missed the cut last week. Um, so it'll be interesting to see kind of what, what uh, transpires here in the next few weeks, but that's the gist of it. Hey, Logan, it's uh, Ricky Sanders. It's good to finally talk to you. Uh, I got a question for you because I must admit, you know, golf is really not my thing. I'm kind of a follower more than a leader. But uh, I've seen some people discussing their lineup this week, and it seems like everyone's on Rory for the upcoming week. I mean, is he the guy that you absolutely need to spend on? Or, or what's your approach, you know, with the top guys coming into, you know, the week? Yeah, uh, man, I don't know if, if you've taken a look over at the salaries over Evictive, but Rory is the top gun, um, and if you've looked at any of the betting odds so far, he's you know far and away the favorite to take it home this week. Uh, you know, he's the number one ranked golfer in the world, so that's not uh, not a surprise. Um, he is he is pretty expensive over there. I, I believe he's twelve thousand on Victive scoring, um, and the the tough thing about it is you know trying to roster him and then fitting in a bunch of other good golfers. But the nice thing that, you know, they do have with, uh, you know, with the line of construction where you can get away with losing a spot or two um, is the fact that you can punt those positions. Um, so whereas I think you can be okay without rostering Rory, you know, if you kind of really jam up that middle tier of, uh, of good golfers, um, I think you can fit them in and be okay because of that flexibility you know, if you punt of you know the very very minimum guy, uh, you can fit him in and feel feel okay about your lineup. You know, at the other spots as well. 
Speaking of Logan Hitchcock, DailyRoto.com, go to DailyRoto.com and check out his article on the unique scoring over at Victive and, of course, partake in Daily Fantasy Golf. All right, Logan, uh, I'm going to give you my golf background. I play every single week. I play one lineup in a tournament, and I get great information as I have Pat Mayo on my SiriusXM show every Wednesday. Of course, you guys can check out Pat's work at DailyRoto.com, the Fantasy Sports Network. And uh, the golf scoring is insane to me. I don't know if, if the same scoring is over at Victive, but in two tournaments, they paid the top 350. At the end of play on Saturday, I was in the top 40. In one, I was in the top 10, and I didn't cash in any of them. How the hell can that happen? Yeah, yeah, it's pretty crazy. Um, I know talking to some other people around the industry, um, there's you know you, you mentioned the the buzz behind PGA DFS. It's it's pretty crazy sport and how quickly things can change. Obviously, you know if you followed it at all last week, you had Ricky Fowler. Um, you might have been feeling kind of you know okay about his performance, um, but if you uh, if you had him and then he went on that miraculous you know six hole streak there you probably jumped hundreds or thousands of spots in, in GPPs because of that. So there are a lot of swings that can happen, which is, I guess it's, it's really awesome to be on the, on the fun side, the good side of that. Um, and it's not so cool to be on the other side, you know, um, dropping all those spots when a, when the golfer goes real hot. I have a question for you because I'm a basketball and a baseball guy. And when I see someone like Joey Butler on DraftKings hitting fifth, and just about minimum salary, or in basketball when you got John Wall sitting, and all of a sudden Ramon Sessions starts a point guard, you get your, you find yourself a punt. Is there a such thing as a punt in golf? Because when I see people post lineups, you know it's usually, at least in terms of DraftKings, mostly you know a top guy and some guys in the seven thousands, maybe the six thousands. Can you find those guys in the in the fives or four thousand dollar price range that? that will be good enough, or is that just not a thing in golf? Yeah, you know what? Um, I think it's a little bit more difficult on DraftKings because you're stuck to who you've got, you know. Um, you roster, I, I believe it's six golfers at DraftKings. I might be wrong. Uh, I, you roster six guys, and those are the guys you have for the whole four-day stretch. So if you miss a cut with, you know, one or two of those guys, um, it completely diminishes, you know, what your your team can do. However, it's a little bit different at Victive because of, you know, the dropping the two low scores as it is. Um, so you can look towards that lower tier a little bit more. I think on DraftKings, um, you're almost frightened to even go below a certain price point because you kind of expect them, you know, just to maybe not make the cut. Whereas on Victive, you can take that chance on a guy, and if he should make the cut, um, you know, you benefit from it. Otherwise, if he doesn't, it's it's no hurt. You saved yourself some money. Um, you, you paid up for a better golfer that did make the cut and is performing like you expected. Um, so it's a really unique thing that it, you know, like I said, it makes for a different, a bunch of different lineup strategies, um, and it can it can definitely reach you into those punt levels, and you can be safe with that. Yeah. Speaking of Logan Hitchcock, DailyRoto.com, Logan, what could people expect from your articles ongoing about your golf experience over at Victive? Yeah, uh, you know what? It'll it'll be the same thing ongoing. We're going to kind of focus on those three different. Um, lineup strategies, you know, the one punt, the no punts, and two punts. And I guess something I should point out um, for anybody listening that hasn't already read the first one, um, the the way I determine the punts, you know, it, we keep mentioning this, uh, what is a punt play, you know. Uh, so I wanted to be able to gauge something that I could kind of 
transfer from week to week so people, you know, could understand my process and how I'm selecting a punt, you know, um, and what I'm deeming a punt and how I could, you know, transfer that from week to week. So what I did last week basically was I exported all the calories. I took the average per golfer and just went one uh, one standard deviation above the average salary and one below. And so anything uh, that was one below or, you know, or even further below, um, I deemed a punt play. Uh, so that's that's where I get those golfers to create for that punt position. Um, I know this week uh, it's not a real, real great field, so the average salary kind of dropped a little bit. Um, and my punt range is pretty small, so it'll be difficult this week. Um, but that's that's what you can expect ongoing, and hopefully we can see, you know, maybe point out a trend um, in these line of construction strategies that are more successful that can lead guys to, you know, when they're building their own lineups, um, you know, come up with something to make themselves more successful as well. We're looking forward to the great articles at DailyRoto.com following Logan Hitchcock and his his road to take on Victive.com's golf. If you need any help at all, and I suggest you try golf if you never have. Like I said, I haven't won a damn contest, and I enjoy the heck out of it, so you can too. Logan, thanks for joining it to us tonight. Yeah, I appreciate you having me on, Tony. Have a good one. Thanks, there Logan. He is. Logan, absolutely getting it done. I don't know what it is, but I like the golf. I like. I don't know if it's the four days or if it's the uh, – the aspect of uh, loving a new sport, I, I don't know what it is, but I'm definitely uh, I'm, I'm liking what I'm doing in golf. I have fun with it. I'm really not a golf fan, but I must say there's something about daily fantasy golf that all of a sudden, you know, I like turning it on. I like following the shot tracks. And I never thought I'd say that just because, you know, I worked at a golf company. I never learned how to golf. I just could care less about it. And all of a sudden I'm playing daily fantasy golf. And and I'm fired up about it. So it, it definitely is fun, and there is something there that, you know, I think everyone can give it a shot. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to turn it over to baseball. So stay tuned. Ricky Sanders, Tony Zaccata, DailyRoto.com. Welcome back to DailyRoto.com, also broadcast on the Fantasy Sports Network, 24 hours a day, seven days a week of fantasy sports coverage, the best in the business. You're going to absolutely love it. Check it out with your local cable provider. If they're not supplying you the Fantasy Sports Network, you call up and complain, and then you get online and you go to FantasySportsNetwork.com. Ricky, tomorrow's an aggravating slate in Major League Baseball as we have two afternoon games at 3.35 and 3.40 Eastern. I need at least three to get excited. Like, twos really bothers me. I agree with you. It, it, you got to be too perfect. And baseball, you know, even more so than basketball, there are a lot of random outcomes, balls bouncing off bases off the top of mitts that can make or break the difference. And I agree with you. I like to have a larger slate to feel better about playing it. we got Wade Miley, Sonny Gray going at 7.5 total. Sonny Gray, 143 favorite. Uh, the wind is supposed to be blowing out in Oakland tonight. Don't know what that will mean for the afternoon games. Uh, Wade Miley has struggled. You look at that Oakland lineup, um, not a lot to love that can take advantage of the left-hander. Probably a game from an offensive standpoint. Uh, if you're playing the day only, your bats are going to mostly come from this Washington-Arizona game. I agree with you. I think if you're going to go with the bats, I think Billy Butler is the one to target. The problem with him is he's more of a cash option because, you know, as we've seen Billy Butler become more and more of a veteran, he really has stopped 
hitting the ball out of the park, at least at a, at a high rate. So I agree with you. I mean, I like to stack against Miley most days, but you look at the lineup and there just isn't a whole lot to love against lefties. Not a whole lot of loving going on there. Then you have the Washington Nationals, Arizona Diamondbacks, Gio Gonzalez, Jeremy Hellickson. Last night was an epic performance. So last night uh, I started going for a walk every night, right, and and unwinding, trying to get my day done because I haven't been sleeping much. So last night I have the Arizona game on my radio. And when you have an 11-to-1 contest, the radio announcers sometimes have to go very deep for stuff to talk about. But I learned that Tuffy Goswitch is actually named Tuffy because when he was an infant, he tore apart his crib, and that's where he got the name Tuffy. <laughs> oh, man. Here in Chicago, we know all about it with the Harry Carries and the Ron Sandals. They dug deep normally, so it's interesting to see the other announcers come up with tidbits like that. But you know what? I'm not going to forget that now. Every time I hear Tuffy and I'm sitting with my friends, I'm going to go, well, you know why he's called Tuffy? And... uh I'll have an interesting fact. And here's the other thing is that the Washington Nationals fans, for having such a good team, they got to get their expectations up. Because last night, everybody in the Washington, D.C. area was awarded six Chicken McNuggets uh, because <laughs> they scored six runs. So you got free six McNuggets. That's not really like six runs, really. I mean, it was the quickest ever in the history of the Nationals last night that they got to six runs and were awarded Chicken Nuggets. <laughs> that, that is a random promotion for me you know i do like the, the chicago bulls games 100 points a big mac but is six runs really the equivalent of 100 points in baseball i mean is that really the conversion rate it's crazy because when i lived in the kansas city area they used to have a crispy cream used to have uh when the royals got 12 hits uh you'd get a dozen free donuts and um those were the greatest things ever like people cheered like they won the world series <laughs> for some reason, it just doesn't feel as exciting in a baseball game for them to score six runs as it does for a basketball 100 points. But, hey, if you get free chicken nuggets about it, I don't think you're complaining no matter how it happens. We all love our nuggets, that's for sure. And there'll be plenty of nuggets from the Washington Nationals offense averse Jeremy Hellickson in this one. Hellickson, an extreme fly ball pitcher, eight and a half total here. Uh, the National Bats will definitely be uh, where you'll be going tomorrow. Uh, Bryce Hopper, of course, is going to come into play. Denod Span at the top of the order. And Ryan Zimmerman has really put together some offensive streak right now. Yeah, and the good news here is that the Nationals Bats all you know, all the ones that are going to be probably one to six are effective against right-handers. Hellickson's weak. You've got that nice ballpark in Chase Field with the thin air and obviously the nice weather. So, I mean, Bryce Harper and Dan Ugla and their isolated power numbers make for nice tournament options. Uh, you know, Ugla probably won't be in the top six, but the other guys who will and also have, you know, nice weighted on base averages for their career worth Zimmerman. Span, who, who's really taken the offense to the next level since he's been in. You know, Ramos has been hot. They're all above average in terms of, of the stats that we like to see. So I can see, you know, a nice big stack winning, winning an early GPP with the Nationals tomorrow. Absolutely. Then in the nighttime action, this game might not count in most GPPs. It's Cleveland and St. Louis, another aggravating situation, especially when you have Corey Kluber, uh, who would be attractive to most people tomorrow night, a 7.5 total in this one uh, against John Lackey in the Cardinals. The Indians, uh, of course, have been playing 
Uh, we see Jason Kipnis at the top of the order. Always uh, looks like he's a guy that's uh, been in play. But Corey Kluber against the Cardinals team that doesn't strike out much. Uh, you look at the pitching slate for the entire night. You got a Matt Harvey going uh, for an elite pitcher a little later, and you have James Shields at Seattle. Uh, there, so Corey Kluber would be a guy to be attractive, but won't be available in a lot of the tournaments. Yeah, I agree with you. And the problem is he's very tough on on right-handed and really left-handed bats, but mostly righties. And so Cardinals bats, you kind of take them out of play, even though Kluber's been kind of iffy lately. So even if you're looking for a under-owned tournament option, it just doesn't feel like the right way to go. And you you made a great point that Matt Harvey against the Cubs, who are the number one strikeout team, or the K-rate at least, in baseball. So, you know, if the option is Kluber or Harvey, for me it's it's not even a choice. Man, oh, man. You know, I'm I'm playing in a tournament. Oh, well, it's not a tournament. It's like a three, uh, three uh, people play, and Drew Dinkmeyer is one of the people. And we've almost got the same lineup, and I'm down by three points. And I have Connor Gillespie, which is one of the different guys, and uh, he gets intentionally walked, so it's only a two-pointer. I'm down by one to Drew, I, and I'm taking this personally. <laughs> That's the worst. I'm actually, like I mentioned in my Twitter challenge, I'm fighting it out right now against fellow writer Josh Kalachi. And for me, I'm down, and I'm going to probably need a pair of homers from Norris and Pujols combined. He's got vote Adrian Gonzalez and Harper, so I'm not not feeling too good about it either. Thank God I don't have Jose Altuve as a friend on Twitter because uh, I'd be asking him how the hell he doesn't have any hits tonight. What are you doing tonight, Jose Altuve, not getting it done? A game where there might not be very many hits lot tomorrow night will be the Pittsburgh Pirates and the Philadelphia Phillies. Francisco, Lariano, Cole Hamels. Lariano is definitely going to come into play for the people that try to fade Matt Harvey. A good, good match against Philadelphia Phillies for him. Uh, in this one, they get a ballpark shift for the Pittsburgh Pirates uh, going against the lefty Cole Hamels. You got Kang and uh, Jody Mercer that come into play against left-handed pitching. Uh, Andrew McCutcheon is a guy that's undervalued that I think also comes into play. Yeah, the Phillies have actually hit lefties, which is surprising because you look at their roster, and I say this all the time, that they've got a bunch of lefties that you think would be solid against righties and somehow they're near the bottom against righties and we saw it again tonight with with AJ Burnett and you look at them and they're eighth and weighted on base average against lefties so far it just doesn't make a whole lot of sense but for that reason you know I'm going to trust the numbers so far I think we're starting to get to the point where you've got enough of a sample size and if I'm going with either of the two I'm actually going to go with Cole Hamels at home against the Pirates I'm going to I'm going to play the matchup. I know Hamels hasn't quite been the pitcher we've wanted him to be so far, but I think his price is going to be lowered from where for where we're used to and especially on two pitcher sites as a second pitcher, I think there's a decent amount of upside there and the Pirates do strike out a decent amount against lefties. There you have it. There you have it. I uh, totally agree. Aaron Sanchez Miguel Gonzalez, 8.5 total. I expected offensive explosion tonight from the Baltimore Orioles. I did not get it. Sanchez finally pitched well in his last dot. Do we finally get it again from Mr. Aaron Sanchez? That's going to be a tournament only. He's hard to trust. I think he's baseball's leader in walks so far, so you never really want to rely on those guys. Although he does have, obviously, the strikeout upside the Blue Jays' offense kind of went nuts tonight, and you know I don't really want to go against them in terms of Miguel Gonzalez, who I do like. 
but usually he's like a one-three whip kind of guy. I don't like the ballpark, and against it, I, I don't really like either of these pitchers. If I'm going any route, I'm going to try again with the Orioles' offense, even though you know I went Jones and Delman Young tonight, and Manny Machado was really the one who got it done. I think uh, the better play here is the Orioles' bats than the Blue Jays. Minnesota Twins, Detroit Tigers, Ricky Delasco, Kyle Lobstein. Detroit, a pitcher's ballpark, but we got a nine total in this game. People don't respect Ricky Nolasco. Uh You're going to look at this, and you're going to be able to go right and left-handed in this one against Nolasco. Kyle Lobstein, though, is going to be an interesting quandary because uh, Torrey Hunter, who's usually in the two-hole against left-handed bats, comes up big. Brian Dozier's a guy you got to like. Trevor Plouffe's a guy you got to like here. And Vargas can also be in play also here. So this is a game, Minnesota-Detroit. You wouldn't expect an offensive explosion, but tomorrow night is one Las Vegas was predicting, and I'm on board. Yeah, I think this was an interesting statistic I found today, and I actually just tweeted it out, that the Tigers have actually been a much, much better team during day games this year. And I've got some stats for you. Uh, this is just Miguel Cabrera, and I'll get to the team. During the day, a 460 batting average, 1381 OPS. For night games this season, he's hitting 157 with a 452 OPS. During the day, the Tigers score 6.3 runs. At night, they only score 2.1. So you look at Nolasco, he's actually been the absolute worst pitcher in terms of weighted on base average against righties so far this year. So you want to use guys like Cespedes and Martinez, but it's hard to ignore the fact that you know these numbers are so drastic between day and night games. I think I'd bet the under in this game. I'd still look for you know the Tiger righties. I mean, it's hard to ever bet against them. I don't think I would go with Cabrera knowing these numbers, though. I think I'd go with Martinez. I'd go with Cespedes. And I actually really like Trevor Plouffe tomorrow against Lobstein. But again, I think I'd be betting the under in this one. You know what's amazing about all that is that uh, you look at that, it's hard to quantify day and night and try to get a reasonable explanation of how that goes. Stevie Vaught has just hit another home run. As I, I took the lead over Drew for one at bat with Josh Reddick, and then Stevie Vaught uh, gone deep. As Josh, <laughs> Josh Masterson, Justin Masterson just cannot get lefties out. Yeah, I mean, that was never a pitcher I was targeting. And, in fact, he's not a pitcher I'm targeting anywhere, any day. I'm not a Masterson fan. I I just think he had a nice year a few years ago, and now we just see that he's not a very good MLB pitcher. So stacking against him pretty much any time he's out, always in play. There you have it. And then we got the uh, Atlanta Braves, the Cincinnati Reds, where Sela Calasius comes back from the minors. Eric Stultz has pitched pretty good in Atlanta. Uh, you got eight and a half total here. Joey Votto will come out of play. Todd Frazier goes into play in the Great American Small Ballpark. The Great American Small Park. And, of course, a guy that people always forget about, Freddie Freeman. It seems like he doesn't get the credit that he deserves. No, I love Freeman in this one. I mean, the Braves' offense recently has actually been decently surprising. I mean, they've been hitting. I think this one could be actually a game that goes for a larger total than the game we just talked about. You know, there was a day earlier this year where I did like Eric Stoltz, 
and some of the best bats on the Reds are lefties, but Votto's just fine against them. You know, you might not love Jay Bruce, but Todd Frazier's a guy I would definitely run out there against Stoltz. You know, maybe Billy Hamilton gets on base. Stoltz is one of the slower lefties in terms of a move, and hopefully they have, you know, Pierzynski in the lineup again. I think there's a bunch of different bats you can take into play here. I really don't love either pitcher as, again, I think this could be one of the higher scoring games, even more so than the ones that Vegas thinks will be. Well, absolutely amazing. New York Yankees, Adam Warren and Nathan Carnes, two guys that can strike people out in this one. A Tampa, a pitcher-friendly ballpark uh, here in the Yankees offense, of course, gets out of Yankee Stadium. Uh, we saw Mark Teixeira out of lineup tonight. These actually could be two sneaky plays on two pitcher sites, uh, these two pitchers. Yeah, I'm kind of intrigued by the line in this one at seven and a half with with Tampa favored at home. For some reason, I think there's something to it here with Nathan Carnes. You know, the Yankees lineup, they do have some nice bats. You know, the lefties at the top obviously scare you a little bit, and then you get the power in the middle, but it's not as dominant of a Yankees lineup as we've seen. I think Carnes has been, you know, better than, than a lot of people have thought. I think he could make for a sneaky play. You know, Warren, you never really worry about the raises. They're one of the the lower-tiered offenses. So it, it could be a lower-scoring game if I'm choosing one. I'm going Carnes, even against the tougher lineup. I, I think Vegas has something here, even though I've said, you know, in other games they don't. Miami Marlins, Los Angeles Dodgers, Jared Cozit, Carlos Frias, 7.5 total. It's so interesting. Frias came out last game, and he's unable to throw the ball by anyone, not getting any strikeouts, but throws the ball 95 miles an hour. Then he goes out and puts up six strikeouts and uh, looks absolutely dominating. Who is the real Carlos Frias? <laughs> well, I'm looking at numbers, and I almost was fooled. You know, I'm looking at the pitchers on the slate. I'm looking at their splits, and you look at Frias against lefties, and he allows 333 average, 359 on base, 480 slugging, 369 weighted on base. So I go, okay, maybe you want to stack some lefties against them. But then I look at the sample size. It's only 16 and two-thirds, so I don't think it's well worth overreacting about. You know, maybe it raises a little bit of an eyebrow, and you can go some Marlins lefties against him. But, you know, the Dodgers are favored in this one. And, and you know, Stanton's a righty. And a lot of their bats that, that would be threatening our righties for the Marlins. So I think you can roll with Frias if that truly is his weakness. I don't think the Marlins are really going to be able to take advantage of it. And we do like Dodger Stadium. And, of course, uh, I think that Ricky is actually going to be attending this game. Matt Harvey, Jason Hamill go at it. No total as of yet. Uh, but Harvey, clear indication that he'll be the top pitcher on the board uh, for many people out there as uh, he gets the number one team that strikes out in Major League Baseball. Yeah, I mean, I think you got to love Matt Harvey in this one, at least in cash games. The, the strikeout, basically downside, is probably five, six strikeouts at the absolute worst, and I think he'll do better than that. I think the win potential against Hamels there, I mean, Arietta was throwing some nasty pitches today, and he was getting guys to chase, and I don't think Hamill's going to have that same success. You know, Mets usually against the righties. they got some, some decent lefties in Granderson and Duda, who I think can take advantage of him as he's more of a soft tosser than Arietta, who at least was throwing hard and, and had movement on his pitches. I actually like some of the Mets' bats in this one. I think the Mets will win this game, and I think Matt Harvey's going to be the most solid option, especially for cash tomorrow on the whole slate. 
Uh, Ricky Sanders, Tony Sicada, DailyRoto.com, uh, the podcast. We're breaking down Major League Baseball. Of course, earlier we had Logan Hitchcock talking a little Daily Fantasy Golf. Kansas City Royals, Texas Rangers, Giovanni Gallardo taking the mile for the Rangers versus Yadonov Ventura in this one. Eight and a half total here. Texas Rangers have been putting up some offense as of late. Uh, Yadonov Ventura, uh, a guy that could put up some strikeout totals. Yeah, I was going to say that I actually, you know, I've given up a little bit on Ventura, at least for the moment. He's just a guy who, for whatever reason, whether it's ejection or not pitching well or, or losing control, just he hasn't been able to make it that far into starts. And I'm just going to play the same thing, figuring that, you know, in Texas against the Rangers, that there's going to be some more offense against them. So I think, you know, one of the underplayed stacks tomorrow will be the Rangers. And I think if you can go guys like Fielder, Chu, Beltre, you know, Moreland who just got activated, Leonis Martin, you can consider pretty much all those. I'd like to probably have three or four bats in at least one of my tournament lineups, especially, you know, if you go with, with Matt Harvey, who's going to be one of the more expensive options, and, and you got to go with some mid-tiered bats. I think these guys will be the answer. Ventura just really hasn't been that solid lately. Uh, you do not want to use Gallardo against the Royals who don't strike out. So if you're going to use anything in this game, you know, maybe you use some bats at the top of the Royal lineup, or you go this route and you just say, you know, there's something off with Ventura this year, and I'm going to keep playing the momentum. Then you'll have Tim Hudson versus Brett Oberholzer, San Francisco Giants, Houston Astros. When you see a left-hander with not great velocity, that usually means I'll stop my lineup with Buster Posey. Yeah, I agree with you. And I actually think that this is a bad matchup for Tim Hudson. I mean, this is a guy who, if you're going to get the Astros out, you really want to strike them out. And he's kind of a ground baller, and a lot of these guys hit the ball hard. So if he's going to pitch to contact, I think he's going to, you know, and he has been giving up more homers than we're used to seeing. You know, it's the guy who used to give up next to none. And I think some of the Astros bats could get going. You know, guys like Jose Altuve and and their power bats in the middle of the lineup could definitely take advantage. You know, there's nothing special about Oberholzer, as you mentioned. So Buster Posey comes to mind as an option. But I actually think, you know, Houston's favored. They're at home. And like I mentioned, the way to get the Astros out is the strikeout. Hudson's not going to have a good day, and some of the Astros' bats will be worthwhile. White Sox Brewers, Jose Quintana, Jimmy Nelson going at it. Eight total here. Uh, Nelson, a 110 favorite. Uh, Quintana is a guy uh, that pitches pretty well from game to game. Uh, you look at it, the Adam Lind is the only left-handed bat that you'd worry about uh, taking out of that lineup there. So they get the Carlos Gomez back. Ryan Braun looks like he's healthy. Scooter Jeanette does pretty well against lefties. Uh, how does this one play out? Well, I think you can use Ryan uh, Braun. I, but that's I think... actually the – yeah, I, I said that exactly wrong. Uh, Scooter Jeanette <laughs> does better against righties. He hits number two versus lefties. That's what I meant. Sometimes when we do it as late as we do it, our mind <laughs> and our, our voice come out two different answers. Yeah, I think you can use Ryan Braun if you're not a, a big fan of Quintana. But I think Quintana might even be a cash option for me tomorrow. He's definitely going to be a tournament option, as I don't think the Brewers are very good against the lefties. You know, with Lucroy out of the lineup, Ramos, I, I think that, you know, you could take advantage of a team that's, you know, besides Braun, really is not above average against lefties. Chris Sale struck out a bunch of them tonight, even though he's been he's struggling. Still 
Yeah, yeah, and he, you know, he's been struggling. So it, all it took was facing this Brewer lineup to get him right. I think Quintana is going to be an excellent option tomorrow. You know, Milwaukee's favorite in this one, but I think Vegas has this one wrong. I think if you're betting it, you go with the Sox and you go against Jimmy Nelson. Yeah, before the game tonight, Milwaukee's 28th in Major League Baseball against weighted base uh, weighted on base average versus lefties, and they struck out 24% of the time. Uh, so those numbers uh, took a turn and, the, and got a little worse tonight. Uh, so you can definitely jump on them there. Colorado Rockies and the Angels go at it. Jordan Lyles, Hector Santiago. I've never been a Santiago fan, but the Colorado Rockies strike out against left-handed pitching 27% of the time. Yeah, I mean, Santiago in the right matchups, I do like, and the Rockies away from home are a different team. I think you can like both these pitchers a little bit more than usual. You know, you're not usually going to like Lyles a whole lot, but uh, I, I agree with you on Santiago that I think he could be an option. I, I don't love Lyles, but obviously pitching in Angels Park, which was bottom three last year as opposed to Colorado is a big upgrade, but that being said, you know, the usual suspects, Mike Trout, Cole Calhoun, Albert Pujols, top of that lineup, he's a below-average pitcher. There's just no other way to put it. You want to go against him in some way, shape, or form if you can, and those are those are your prime candidates. And then last but not least, you have San Diego, Seattle, James Shields versus Taiwan Walker. Somehow Walker is a 105 favorite over Shields, despite his poor pitching. So I guess Vegas believes that Taiwan Walker will turn it around. <laughs> I, I'm not on board with that. I, I think Walker's been so inconsistent that I go with the, the Padres bats that hit righties well. I mean, you want to go with the usual suspects like the Justin Uptons. Uh, Matt Kemp, who hasn't really gotten the power going, is a cash option because obviously we're looking for homers in the tournaments. I think you can even go with, with Will Myers, assuming he's in the lineup. I, I like a decent amount of these hitters as Walker not only gives up the hits, but he walks a lot of guys, especially when he's off. So you'll get guys on base. You know, you'll probably get some of them scoring some runs. James Shields against the Mariners, I think it's another option for, for deeper, you know, especially the two pitcher sites. I think, you know, maybe I'd rather spend less and go with Quintana, depending on, on the price difference. But, you know, not a lot of the Mariners' bats outside of Nelson Cruz, who kills righties, really scare me. So, you know, maybe they'll, they get Smith in the lineup. But uh, I, I'm, a, I'm a fan of Shields, and I think Walker, I mean, his 8-1-3 ERA tells the whole story with him so far this year. Maybe a couple more bad starts and he even gets sent down. Ricky, got to ask you. We we broke down the whole world of daily fantasy baseball. I've watched a little baseball and basketball tonight, but what epic performance by LeBron James! Oh my God, did he just torch my pulse earlier tonight? I mean, I made the comment after the first quarters that just this just feels like LeBron is unstoppable. I know people were playing daily tonight, and I actually saw that LeBron was only about 55, 60% owned places, and I couldn't believe it. I mean, this is we're talking no Kevin Love. We're talking Kyrie Irving with confirmed tendonitis, even though we, we knew he was hurting. We got the diagnosis knowing that he wasn't 100%, knowing that LeBron had to put the whole team on his back, and he absolutely did that and just destroyed the Bulls, who had you know Jimmy Butler on him most of the game, who's, who's an excellent defender. He just he couldn't keep up with him. LeBron was too good. He's too elite. 
for anyone who thinks he's not one of the best two, three players in basketball, you know, review the tape tonight. You know, it's real interesting as I'm watching this Clippers-Rockets game, and I've come to the conclusion that if you can't hit 50% from the foul line after watching DeAndre Jordan, no matter how good you a player you are, if you're uncovered from the free throw line in basketball is a professional sport, you should never be in the NBA Hall of Fame. <laughs> I I agree with you. I agree with you. I think shooting is a skill. I I'm probably in the minority here hoping that they don't change the rule for the hack of Jordan or the hack of Howard or hack of whoever because I think that, you know, part of basketball is learning how to shoot. I know it slows down the game, but like the other night, even though the Clippers won big, you know, you looked at their free throw percentage. DeAndre Jordan shot 41.2% on 34 attempts, and the team was shooting 49% from the field. So as a coach, which way are you going to go? I mean, you're going to attack their weakness. Sometimes their weakness is, is, you know, the inside. Sometimes it's the outside. And sometimes it's a guy they've left on the court too long who just can't shoot free throws. So I actually like the rule. I think it adds strategy. I understand why the masses don't like it. But what are you going to do? I mean, it's a skill, and you're giving guys a pass if you change the rule. And Ciate just went deep on our uh, Steven Strasburg. I said in last night's podcast, based on the physical limitations in the ballpark in Arizona, I wouldn't touch Strasburg with a 10-foot pole. He uh, has let up three runs, and they're not through three innings yet in Arizona. It's going to be interesting how this plays out. Strasburg coming into the game with a 2-3 and three record and a 5.24 ERA. Jeez. <laughs> I, wasn't it Scherzer tonight, or were I seeing highlights earlier? I might be. Yeah, might Scherzer be wrong. was last night. Yeah, Scherzer was oh. last night. He okay, was a masterpiece. The... And he had two hits last night. Yeah, I haven't seen any of these later games, you know, start, but I know I was watching it, and they were they showed Scherzer. But yeah, it's, I mean, Strasburg's been absolutely frustrating. I've gotten to the point. Yeah, it is Strasburg. I'm watching him against Goldschmidt now. I've gotten to the point where I can't even roster him in daily because his price is too inflated. And there are just other guys with elite skills who should be up there. And Strasburg gives up game after game, these weak base hits. There are mental mistakes made. You know, the fielding behind him in Washington is just terrible. It's just he's <laughs> consistently bad news. And he really has to face, you know, a bottom-of-the-barrel team, maybe a team like the Phillies at home, for me to even consider him at this point. Now, Ricky Sanders, will you be tomorrow night since you've joined Daily Roto, part of the podcast? Uh, you also now on SiriusXM Sunday mornings uh, talking baseball with us. Will you be singing the seventh inning, Take Me Out to the Ball Game? <laughs> I will be singing it, but there will be no one listening as I'll be in unison with the rest of the crowd. I'm still waiting for my invite. I know Daily Roto is a big deal. So I've had my phone on you know, loud for days and days and days waiting for the Cubs to ask me, but uh, still no phone call. I just assume that they wrote down the wrong number and they keep dialing, you know, something slightly different, so I'm holding out hope. All right, we'll tune in and see if that happens. You guys listen to Daily Roto Podcast. You got a little golf, you got a little baseball, and now we're going to get a little sleep. We're going to watch James Harden try to keep the Houston Rockets alive. We're going to watch Steven Strasburg and, of course, uh, Justin Masterson. I don't think you want to watch that. <laughs> we're out of here. <laughs>